Welcome to today's edition of the Career 100 Podcast. Your host, Felicia Gopal, founder of collegefundingresource.com, will be interviewing professionals each week that are currently working in one of the top 100 careers for 2011. This series is designed to introduce students to different career options that are in demand and share the path each practitioner has taken to arrive in their current position. We want to expose you to the varied and distinguished careers of our guests and to perhaps inspire you to consider following in their footsteps, or better yet, blaze your own trail. So sit back and relax as Felicia interviews professionals about how they came to be in the top 100 careers. Hello, this is Felicia Gopal of College Funding Resource, and I am continuing my series on the Career 100 podcast with a new person who's going to be sharing with me about the recruiting role. It's one of the top 100 careers for the next decade, and our special guest is going to be sharing with us why that's so. You know, recruiting became more and more important to me when I progressed in my industry, but I think it's something that students who are considering their first job should really start to gain a understanding of what a recruiter does, how you would work with a recruiter, as well as perhaps starting a relationship with a recruiter, even at fairly young ages. That's my bias, and today's guest will be telling us a little bit more about whether or not she agrees with my bias. My bias really kind of comes from the fact that I find sometimes the best jobs that I've got the opportunity to interview come through uh, recruiting or relationships that I've started. For me, starting a relationship with a recruiter is about creating a relationship that can last your career in an industry. So with me today, I have Patricia Shives, and she is a principal in a company, The Resultants. Patty, as she goes by, will be talking to you about becoming a recruiter. Patty, I'd like to welcome you to the call, and thank you very much for being here. Thanks, Felicia. Happy to be here. All right. Thank you. So I'm going to really kind of jump into the questions. Oftentimes, recruiting is not something that I think a lot of people think about going into when they're in college. So why don't you take us through how you became a recruiter? Absolutely. You know, I went to college in England and had been out of the U.S. for several years when I graduated. And so when I returned to the U.S., I wanted to work for a company that had a long reach among many U.S. companies and technologies so that I could get familiar again with the U.S. marketplace. And I ended up working for a consulting firm here in Silicon Valley in the Bay Area. And that firm provided senior-level scientists to a number of high-tech, biotech, and defense industry clients here in the Bay Area. And I saw it as a perfect opportunity for me to utilize my business degree, an international business degree, in that I was able to get experience in sales, marketing, P&L responsibility, as well as HR, and a variety of recruiting endeavors. And one of the critical tasks in my role was to hire and retain some of the best scientific and engineering talent in the Valley. And while my job required a variety of business skills, the recruiting always stood out for me because it made me realize just how critical it was to hire the right talent for our company as well as for our clients. 
And I appreciated that it took real skill to be able to identify that talent and ferret out whether an individual was a right fit for our company and clients. And I noticed really quickly the results of my work because if I hired the right talent for my clients, they often succeeded in their endeavor. And I found that very exciting. I could see how exciting that would be. I'm actually in the process of recruiting talent for my own company, and I could definitely see the importance of having the right fit because the wrong fit can take – sometimes it takes a very short time to figure that out, but sometimes it might take a little bit longer. And in the meantime, what I have to do if that person doesn't work out is I have to go back and rehire. And that is not something I personally want to do in terms of how I want to spend my time, nor is it a good result for my company in terms of having to train and teach somebody how I want a particular job in my company done and then having to retrain another person shortly thereafter. Absolutely. The reverberations within the company by making the wrong hire are massive on so many levels. What you mentioned including the time and cost to recruit another person, the disruption to the folks around that person, the disruption to the company culture. There are many, many reverberations. So let me just ask you, somebody who was finding my podcast may not necessarily know what a recruiter does. So could you just kind of take me through what a recruiter does? You bet. And you know, some of this, Felicia, depends on the type of recruiter we're talking about, and I'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, There are different types of recruiters who fill different types of roles in identifying candidates throughout the hiring process. But I would say that the underlying objective is the same, regardless of what capacity the recruiter serves in, you know, whether they're an in-house recruiter or a contingency recruiter or a retained search recruiter. But the basic skills are the same. First, they're a sourcer for the company. The recruiter identifies the talent that will enable companies to execute on their objectives. Many folks don't realize just how critical a job this is. HR departments and recruiters, they often lose sight of the main objectives of recruiters when they're trying to just fill hiring quotas or managing the hiring objectives for companies. And it's real easy to lose sight of the fact that recruiters are the front line in identifying that number one key asset that helps determine the company's success. So recruiters will utilize their strong networking skills. They'll use the technical resources that are available to them. And their curiosity and ability to constantly look out for a variety of talent. Because as we mentioned before, hire the wrong people and you get discourse, you get distraction, and often failure within a company. And if you hire the right people, you get collaboration, you get innovation, and often success. So recruiters will remember that during the sourcing process, which is the very early stage of the recruiting process. Recruiters are also collaborators in that they will, at the very beginning of the recruiting process, they'll work with the hiring manager or the department of the company to understand the business objectives of that group or that manager, and then to translate them into a specific skill set that's required to hire the people who can meet those objectives. So they often help managers to really become clear and pinpoint what's important in terms of who they're trying to hire. Recruiters are also facilitators. 
They play a key role in helping the hiring managers and the management team not only to define their needs, but to navigate the difficult hiring choices that they have available to them. And they also participate in helping to shape the company culture because who they identify and hire will be the cultural ambassadors of the company. And they themselves are ambassadors because recruiters are the first introduction to the company that the candidate will see. And they really do set the tone for the candidate's experience at the company. And this will go a long way in closing critical hires. They also, in managing the process, will help to drive the recruiting process through to ultimate success, which would be making the hire. That's sort of in a nutshell. The recruiting process is, is of course, very complex, but I would say that that gives you a, a basic of what a recruiter does on a daily basis. Well, it sounds like it's a little bit more expansive than I think a lot of people really think about it. I actually realized as you were sharing about what a recruiter does, was not making a distinction between recruiter and human resources. And I believe that you pretty clearly made a distinction, and I'd like you to just take a couple minutes to kind of make the distinction for our audience about the difference about human resources and recruiter because they're not necessarily the same skill set and they're not necessarily serving, if you will, the same master. You're absolutely right, and Felicia, I'm really so glad that you picked up on that because Recruiting is you know, quite a different function from HR, and recruiting lives in HR by tradition, and it makes sense because recruiters do need to be closely aligned with HR and the HR objectives of the company because you know, they are responsible for all things that relate to employees in the company. But the skill set required of a recruiter is very, very different than that as in a traditional HR sense. Recruiters are not HR generalists. They don't tend to be experts on benefits or compensation or a lot of the things that HR tends to focus on, the day-to-day -day administrative parts of running HR. The recruiters are really a separate subset, and so there are many people who are HR folks who have never done recruiting before. And so it sometimes can be rare to find an HR person who's as skilled in recruiting as they are in HR. It's a very rare thing. And so what I would say is, you can have a recruiting organization operate independently within a company without having an HR department. And the skill sets are so different, they actually will be able to operate independently of it. But they do, by matter of function, live within HR, and so that's why they are closely related. Okay. Well, thank you. Because what I heard you say is that a recruiter is a collaborator, a facilitator, and somebody who helps shape the company culture. And so in those roles or in those functions within the recruiting role, what are the benefits to a job seeker? And by contrast, what are the benefits of the recruiter for an employer? Because I can imagine that the benefits to the two different parties can be very, very different in this job environment. Sometimes they're in opposition. Yes, <laughs> they are indeed. And that's exactly why a recruiter is so critical in the process to both parties. So if you're a job hunter, the benefits of working with a recruiter is I think most importantly that they will have an advocate working for them 
and representing them to the hiring manager at the company. And so because the recruiter is critical in bringing the two parties together, and that person should be the one person who understands both the needs of the company as well as the needs and the strength of the candidate. And so the recruiter works to bridge the gap between the two and advocate for the candidate who they believe is right for the role while keeping a keen eye on the needs of the company. And so a candidate who is well represented by a recruiter has someone who will help them to navigate the tricky waters of the hiring process, who will you know, be able to keep in close contact with the hiring group about how the interview process is going. And having that advocate within a company is really important when you are a candidate and you are on the outside and you don't have any visibility as to how you are coming off during interviews, etc., to the hiring folks. Also, if you are a candidate, and we'll talk a little bit more about the different types of recruiters, but you don't always just get connected with a recruiter who's in-house. Candidates will often become aligned with a recruiter who's associated with an outside agency who might be working with a company to fill a role. And so agency recruiters can be really effective in helping to introduce the candidate to a variety of opportunities that exist not just with one company, but across an industry or a variety of companies. And if you're a job candidate, especially in a job market like today, the more exposure that you can have to opportunity, the better off you are. So having a recruiter who works for an agency that might have positions open at several companies will do you well in that it increases the number of opportunities that you can consider and be represented at. So go ahead. circle back around to what I started with, which is I believe even though they're new, maybe fairly new into their careers, I still think that it makes sense for students newly graduated, perhaps still in college, to consider meeting, having a recruiter in their network. I mean, even if they're not ready for that next job, but having that kind of exposure would be, I would imagine, very helpful in this environment because of what you just said. They've got kind of a, they may not necessarily, when they're working from an agency, they may not necessarily just be working with one company. They may be, um, be aware of opportunities across different companies, and that may be the entree that they need in order to get in. Because as you said, a recruiter acts as their advocate. So if they find that your grades, your background, your the internship, that students have participated in would be an asset to XYZ company, then they could start to advocate for you with your job search. Is that something that you would agree with? or And feel free to not agree and tell me why. Now, I would actually agree with that heartily. And I would say that it would be wise for students to really keenly and heavily participate in outside recruiting events that are brought into the university. Mm -hmm. not just during their senior year, but I would say starting in their junior year when they start choosing the field that they're going to go into, that they attend every recruiting event that they can and they start relationships. You know, recruiting is all about relationships. And so starting a relationship with a recruiter early on who might recognize your talent 
and realize that you're not going to be available for a couple of years, but who knows that developing a relationship with you is going to pay off a couple of years from now, I would highly recommend that a student locate a recruiter who comes to their school, start the relationship, make sure if you start in your junior year that you go back in your senior year and you remind the recruiter that you're still there, you update them on the kind of classes that you've taken, you get their contact information, you send them information occasionally about the new types of coursework you've taken or perhaps trips you've taken abroad, anything that you think would add to your skill set so that when you are ready to graduate, you've already got somebody who's in relationship and who knows you. Otherwise, if you're already close to graduating and you haven't done that, it's a little bit harder to locate a recruiter who you can start a relationship with because often when you find a recruiter who you can get into relationship with over the course of your career, it tends to happen a little bit more organically. You know, a recruiter might contact you about a specific opportunity that they're interested in. They'll get to know your skill set. They'll present you to different opportunities that they have, they'll have opportunity to, to evaluate how well you interview, whether the company is interested in you. And that all goes a long way in the process of building the relationship with you. So it's something that happens over time. If you haven't had that opportunity to build a relationship before you graduate, I would say get started right away if you can. And start building relationships with more than one recruiter. You know, It's a different world out there. There are a lot of opportunities that just one recruiter won't have access to. So developing relationships with a handful of recruiters who you can trust and you know are operating in the field with which you are interested in working is a very wise thing. Excellent. Did that help to answer that question? It does. It does. So I cut you off before you could talk about the benefits of work to of a recruiter with an employer. Yes, and I would say the benefits to the employer are that the recruiter helps to, as I mentioned before, interpret the hiring needs of the management and the groups in which they're hiring and then to translate those into evaluating and screening multiple candidates to present them as the best fit for the company. Often, employers are pretty busy focusing at the task at hand. It's hard to put the brakes on, put their recruiting hats on, and go into recruiting mode and start to translate what they need out there. So a recruiter can be really, really beneficial in helping companies to put together clear, concise job descriptions, and really help pinpoint what's important in this process of the search cycle. And also, the recruiter understands what the company is looking for, and so it helps the hiring manager to narrow down the choices of candidates. It helps to guide the managers through the hiring process. Also, a critical task for a recruiter is managing the interview process. That can get quite complex in large companies when you might have a number of people interviewing the candidates and a number of interview dates, keeping track of that, getting interview feedback from the folks who talk with candidates. Is quite, it's many balls to keep in the air, so having somebody that focuses on that for the employer is very, very useful. The employer also benefits by having the recruiter perform reference checking. That takes a lot of time. It's done well. And so recruiters can focus on that. They know how to do it. There's a lot of finesse to doing that. Also, the recruiters can help the employer with the offer and the negotiation process. After all, the recruiter is the first person who ever speaks with a candidate. So they know them from the very beginning. They know what they're looking for in terms of 
salary, they know what they like or don't like about the company, and they can really be a key element in helping to close that candidate, especially if the candidate has multiple offers from multiple companies. So the employer benefits from having somebody who focuses on that candidate and knows exactly where they are in the sales cycle, if you will. And I use the sales cycle purposely in this case, Felicia, because recruiting is very much a sales cycle and the recruiter manages that sales cycle. And so if a recruiter looks at recruiting as a process of sales, then that's really healthy because managing a sales cycle is very similar to managing a recruiting cycle, and there's a lot of skill that's required in it. So it's interesting to, to that you make that analogy. I mean, it's something that I've kind of thought to myself as I've worked with recruiters in the past or even as I've interviewed at various different companies because I'm selling them. They're selling me on why that employer is a good fit for what it is that I'm trying to accomplish within my career, and mm-hmm. as well as they're also evaluating me to see if I'm a good fit for the employer in terms of the employer's goals. So, I mean, it's something that I've kind of thought to myself, but I had never really heard that articulated. So I, I appreciate you sharing that with me. Absolutely. So the employer benefits greatly from using a recruiter because they can then focus, they can continue to focus on the execution of the company objectives while the recruiter manages the hiring process. And that's actually very valuable to most employers. So we've talked about there being different types of employers, and you've talked about in particular agency recruiters where, if I understand correctly, agency recruiters are people who work at an agency who work with different employers or they're trying to find people in different companies who would be good fits for the employers that they're working with. If that's not a good definition of what an agency recruiter is, then please feel free to correct me. But are there other types of recruiters on top of that? Yes, there are. And I would say probably the first type of recruiter is the in-house recruiter. And this person typically is an employee of the company, and they live inside the company. They focus on the recruiting primarily for that company. And they handle all parts of the recruiting process soup to nuts, you know, from the beginning to the end. There's also contract recruiters. And contract recruiters can operate in a couple of ways. They can work in-house at a company primarily on a temporary basis when they can help companies manage peak hiring periods. You know, if a company has a real push to bring on a great number of folks, they might temporarily increase their recruiting staff by bringing in contract recruiters. Contract recruiters will typically work on an hourly basis inside the company, and they'll focus on those hiring needs. Sometimes contract recruiters will not work on site. Sometimes they'll work off-site, but the company will hire them on an hourly basis to devote all of their time to helping them to source candidates. There's also contingency recruiter. And what I mean by that is that a contingency recruiter is paid on a contingency basis, which normally means that when they make the hire to the company, they're paid a percentage of the first year's hiring salary. And the contingency recruiter typically does not work in-house with the company. They provide sourcing of perhaps hard-to-find candidates or candidates with a very specialized skill set. They're typically hired by companies that maybe don't have an internal recruiting organization or they're utilized by an internal HR department for their ability to locate a specific type of talent. So contingency recruiters are paid a premium for what they do, but that's because they spend a lot of money and time and effort in continuously recruiting a very specific type of talent. 
When I think of contingency recruiters, I think of executive level recruiters. Is that kind of what you're talking about, or could it be more expansive than the way that I imagine it? You know, executive recruiters can work on a contingency basis, but they typically don't. Executive recruiters tend to work on what's called a retained search basis, which is the other kind of recruiter I was going to talk about. Contingency recruiters spans the gamut of all different levels and positions, and it's really just kind of a way to do it. And contingency is really, I think, synonymous with agency recruiters. There are a lot of agencies that work on a contingency basis, and then they have a lot of recruiters within them that do the contingency recruiting. The other type, the retained search recruiter, tends to be reserved for a lot of the executive recruiting. And that's mainly because executive searches are different in the way that it's a smaller candidate pool. It usually costs a lot of money to recruit executives. There's a lot of long-term relationship building that gets done. There are recruiters that will span the globe to find certain types of executives. And so it tends to be a higher price ticket item both for the recruiter and for the employer. And so companies will engage executive recruiters on a retained search basis. And that means that they're usually paid a retainer up front to locate the specific or hard to find talent for executive positions. And so a portion of the fee is paid up front, and then the rest is paid upon the execution of the hire. And those fees are also usually based on the first year compensation. And so a retained search recruiter spends a lot of time and effort up front of their own money in going out and getting, building relationships with executives in specific types of industries and in making sure to work with them and stay connected with them and understanding what's going on with their industries so that whenever somebody is recruiting for executive talent, they'll automatically have had a relationship with that person. Perfect. So there's a lot of different ways that students could serve as a recruiter, but we're going all the way back to where would they start? Is there a major that they need to have in college in order to become a recruiter? You know, that's a good question, Felicia. And as I was thinking about our conversation today, I was thinking, you know, there aren't any specific majors that are offered at universities right now that are specifically related to recruiting. And I find that to be a shame given how critical recruiting is in the industry. But when I think about it, I would recommend a couple of avenues for people who are currently in school and are considering a career in recruiter. And that would be I would recommend a business school. It's critical for recruiters to be able to understand the business in which they're serving and to have the ability to credibly interact with candidates at many levels in a variety of professions. And a very wide-ranging business degree helps somebody to understand across many platforms about the objectives that corporations and companies are facing, especially in this marketplace today. Also, Sales and communication skills are critical. So coursework that relates to communications, public speaking, sales cycle, negotiation training, I think would be really helpful in helping to train you and prepare you for a career in recruiting. And I think finally, a self-check in honing interpersonal skills is absolutely important in becoming a recruiter because Recruiters are deal makers. 
they have to think fast. They have to keep many balls in the air during very delicate negotiations. And I found that my sales training, as I mentioned before, was really valuable in developing that skill set. And I also found that making sure that I understood basic human nature was also very important. And there is a lot of coursework offered at universities right now in the areas of sociology and psychology, behavioral-based interviewing that really give an individual, a new graduate, the edge in going out and helping to identify particular personality sets that are going to fit with the companies that they're recruiting for. So while there's no specific recruiting coursework that you can find, there are a variety of courses that will all fit together to become a really great platform for recruiting skills in the future. I can definitely understand the sales skills, the communication skills, public speaking skills. I could see all of those being part of it. Do you also find that some people become recruiters out of their background, like they're a scientist and perhaps they decide not to be a scientist anymore or in the lab type of scientist, but they understand what it is that a scientist would be looking for? I ask that question because my husband is an aerospace engineer and made the transition through a college to becoming a marketer. And at first I didn't understand that transition. I go, how do you go from one to the other? And then what he was explaining to me, kind of the skills that you would need to do aerospace engineering versus marketing, I could understand the bridge between the two. And is that something, a skill that you would think that a recruiter would be able to kind of bring and develop and understand about why it makes sense for a aerospace engineer to now be doing marketing? Yes, and I, I understand what you're saying. And yes, absolutely. Technical recruiting is actually a rare breed in the recruiting space because having a technical aptitude doesn't always go along with having a sales attitude, you know what I mean? So, yes, so I having <laughs> a technical or an engineering background is actually very, very helpful in the area of recruiting. I think where one needs to kind of back up and again do that, that sort of self-check and gut check that I was talking about before is that in my experience, sometimes technical folks, engineers and software engineers are really great technically. They may not have a lot of the social skills that are required to be in a sales cycle process or understand the human nature process. So I have met recruiters who are technical recruiters who are actually quite good, and they used to be engineers, and they decided that their personality was not as well suited to engineering as it was to recruiting, <laughs> you know, because they actually really were, they liked kind of getting out there and interacting with people, whereas engineering itself is a very individual kind of sport, if you will. You don't do a lot of interacting with people. It's a lot of hardcore heads down coding or, you know, engineering development. So, yes. I would say at the end of the day, having that skill is very, very helpful. But also having the interpersonal skills that you can then utilize to manage the very critical parts of this recruiting process are just as important. I've also known you know, within the field of recruiting 
for example, there are a few firms out here, and I imagine in other places of the country, accounting firms who the recruiters who work for them are actually CPAs who have been hands-on accountants and CPAs as well. And they have decided that they're just not as happy crunching numbers as they are kind of interacting with people every day. And so they've utilized their skill sets as accountants to then become really great recruiters. So it's a wonderful way uh, you know, to sort of segue and take your talent and put it into recruiting if you choose that. I can see that. So you've talked a lot about skills and traits in this conversation about being effective as a recruiter. Is there anything that you would want to add to that? We talked about the importance of being a good communicator, and you talked about the importance of being able to be facilitators, all of those sorts of things. Is there anything that you would want to add to that list? Yeah, you know, I would say a successful recruiter combines a well-developed emotional intelligence. You know, we've all heard of it. It might be a sort of catchy phrase these days, but emotional intelligence is really critical. And a really good recruiter combines a well-developed emotional talent coupled with the right amount of a driver personality. They should have skills in creativity. They should have the ability to focus while keeping many balls in the air. I think a keen intellect is key because you have to be able to source candidates and understand whether they're good for the organization and interpret the organization. And to manage the complexities of the recruiting process. Also, good recruiters are compulsive networkers. And I really want to emphasize this, Felicia, because you know, we talked a little bit before about how recruiting is all about relationship building. So good recruiters are compulsive networkers who incorporate networking into their daily lives. You know, they make it a point to keep in touch with people. They're naturally curious. They're not afraid to ask questions. And that requires a certain type of personality. They're, they're curious about human behavior and what makes people tick. And you know, I, I believe at the end of the day, recruiting is an art. You know, it's a craft that takes many, many years to hone. And a recruiter or a person who's interested in doing recruiter has to be comfortable with a constant learning curve and with new daily challenges because recruiting is rarely the same on any given days. And it takes a flexible person to thrive amongst the chaos and to succeed while staying focused on the outcome. And so having the combination of those interpersonal skill sets, I think, is really important. And at the end of the day, it comes back to a gut check of, always taking a look at honing those skill sets and always developing them. Does that help you? No, it, it really does. And I appreciate you saying that because I think about the people that I've seen be very effective and the people that I enjoy working with on a personal level who are recruiters. And, you know, it's just like – just calling to see how you're doing. <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah. oh, I'm doing okay. You know, it's just like, right, you no know, agenda. Uh, what's going on? And, and they ask you questions about your career and what's going on and what are you learning. And, you know, you kind of get the feeling that they're taking mental notes. Maybe they're even taking physical notes of what's going on with you because they're not looking at necessarily where you are now, but mm-hmm. where you're trying to get to keeping in mind what you're trying to get to, as well as looking at what skills are you developing that might be an asset to another employer when you're ready to make a move. Indeed. Yep. So let me ask you, are there any challenges to being a recruiter? 
we've talked about the benefits, we've talked about the skills. Um, I can imagine there has to be some challenges. <laughs> there are. You know, like any loud. profession, there are many, and they change during economic climates. When the economy is thriving, recruiters are challenged because they need to locate and source good talent from companies that are thriving. And so to develop and execute on a long-term recruiting strategy, they have to be able to keep their recruiting pipeline filled with prospective talent. And that is a very challenging in good economic times because people are earning good money, they're succeeding in the company where they're at, they don't necessarily want to leave. So you have to have a compelling sales argument for somebody to consider who you're looking for. When times are not so good like now, it's also challenging for recruiters in several different ways. First of all, when the economy starts to contract, recruiters are some of the first workers to lose their employment opportunity because companies cut back on their hiring. They don't need as many folks to do recruiting. So it's a challenging time just to stay employed as a recruiter during tough economic times. But also, to recruit during tough economic times is also difficult. Some people think that it would be really easy because there are so many people looking for jobs right now. It's like the proverbial picking apples out of a barrel. There are just so many folks looking for work. It's easy to find it. But actually, those can present challenging times as well because there are so many people out in the marketplace, it becomes challenging for recruiters to sift through the numerous resumes and to really do the work that hones in on the kind of talent that's going to be right for the company in the long term. And those are things that can be very challenging in the long run. Also, during tough economic times, you have to deal with company budgets. You know, when they cut back on recruiting, they might go from 100 positions to 5 positions. You have to then choose which are the most critical, and you have to operate in an environment that's constantly changing and has fewer and fewer resources for you to be able to utilize your hiring, uh, execute on your hiring strategy. So there are many challenges that come along with just the economic issues. I think there are also day-to-day challenges that come along with the fact that as a recruiter, you are the key facilitator that helps to bring the two parties together. But at the end of the day, you don't always have a lot of control over the outcome. Do you know what I mean? So, yes. so you might bring who you think is the greatest candidate to the manager, and it turns out that for whatever reason, they can't make a deal and you can't make the hire happen. And that's extremely challenging, and it means you have to start all over again. And that's a challenge that recruiters face every day. So managing the pipeline, managing all of the potential outcomes can be something that recruiters have to really watch out for and pay attention to. And of course, just everyday challenges, keeping all the plates spinning and all the balls in the air, so challenging and exciting to recruiters. And I don't want to paint a negative light in the challenges that come to recruiting, but you know, we have to be realistic too. Every, every profession has its challenges, and it's great for people to understand what those are in the recruiting world. Absolutely. So why do you think being a recruiter is in the top 100 careers? Well, I think that good executives and companies they recognize the need for hiring the right talent and for getting the right recruiters who understand their business needs and who can create long-term recruiting strategy that incorporates all of the things we've talked about, the networking, the ability to sift through resumes and determine the needs, the ability to interpret the needs of the company. And so when the economy improves, 
if companies are able to pay for that talent, they first and foremost will go to recruiters to try to recruit that talent. And that's going to be more important as the years go by and also as we become more of a global economy. You know, this shift to a global economy means that companies are going to have to continue to look for ways to execute their recruiting strategy in the most economical means possible. And so recruiters who understand the global business economy and who can help companies utilize it to their benefit will be critical in helping to shape the global business climate in the future. For example, let's talk about social networking right now. If I were a student looking to graduate and I would be considering a career in recruiting, this would be such an exciting time for me because I am probably really good at social networking, right? And social networking has just become part of the DNA of students and you know, folks who have grown up in the technology age. Well, social networking is actually a really important tool for recruiting in all industries right now. So having folks who understand that is going to be really critical for companies in the future, right? How to understand how to use social networking skills and tools to go out and locate talent that companies are looking for will be very valuable to companies in the future. And so we don't want to downplay the fact that you know, folks that are utilizing Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and a lot of the current resources that are popular right now, they will have a skill set that companies are going to want to pay for in the future in helping them to locate talent. And so that's part of the reason why I think that recruiting is going to be very important in the coming years, especially as the economy improves. Absolutely. I could definitely see that because I know how my husband got his latest job was through social networking, having his LinkedIn profile updated, tapping into his network, and having a recruiter through that who found him, who told him about an opportunity 3,000 miles away from where we're living today. All right. Let me just ask you for your contact information or organizations that students should consider joining or getting additional information if they are interested in the recruiting field. Absolutely. I have a company right now, and we provide a variety of G&A resources. Some of them include recruiting and HR support. And to learn more about our organization, folks can access our website at www resultants.com, and that's spelled R-E-S-U-L-T-A-N-T-S.com. I also would refer, I'll provide you, Felicia, with a list of resources that you could list on your site for folks to reference. And they change often with the advent of different websites that are being built in this industry. It's Again, it's an industry based heavily on networking. And so new networking sites pop up all the time. But I would recommend starting out with some of the popular websites right now. LinkedIn is a really great resource for recruiting. I mean, LinkedIn is, I think, uh, setting the standard in recruiting at so many different levels right now. Right? Anybody who subscribes to LinkedIn becomes part of the recruiting process whether you know it or not. And LinkedIn right. has been very effective at developing recruiting tools for both recruiters and candidates uh, over the years. And uh, there are so many, people don't realize how valuable they are. And so I would recommend getting on LinkedIn and doing search on recruiting networks within there, and they'll find a good half a dozen networking groups within LinkedIn that will be very helpful for both making contacts as well as finding out information, what's new in the recruiting industry. 
I also would refer a couple of other sites. There's a, a site called BillRadin.com. It's B-I-L-L-R-A-D-I-N.com. And Bill Radin is actually an individual recruiter in the country who has written books on recruiting. He also has a website that provides a variety of recruiting resources for folks who are in the recruiting field. And it really isn't just for experienced recruiters. It's also for college students or anybody new who's considering getting into the recruiting field. There's a variety of resources on his site that will help you to navigate your way through the recruiting field. I also would recommend a group called RecruitersCafe.com. And again, this is a great place to start as a resource for listing a variety of experts and resources, training opportunities, ongoing training in the recruiting field. There's also a variety of recruiting blogs that one can find, and there's a site called recruitingblogs.com. Very interesting for folks wanting to you know, hear it from first-line recruiters in a variety of fields out there. There's also a group called NPA. Worldwide Recruiting Network, and they can be found just putting in NPA Worldwide Recruiting on Google. And they're also a good variety. They provide a good variety of resources of independent recruiters who exist on the marketplace as well as training. They also will provide some very interesting legal documents that we don't often talk about in recruiting. Like if you're an independent recruiter, it's real important that you have good contracts with the people who you are supporting. And so you don't always have access to good legal documentation. So that's a great place to go if you want to find a contingency contract that you can utilize if you're planning on going into contract recruiting or, or contingency recruiting. Those are a few of the areas. Also, in terms of books, there are a variety of books that have been published by recruiting experts throughout the country. I don't want to name any one particular because there are quite a few out there, but I would recommend doing a search on Amazon and a search under recruiting books on recruiting, and you will find a plethora of resources for folks who are interested from very beginning recruiting all the way up to very specific types of technical or executive search recruiting. A lot of resources and books that are written out there right now. And again, there are probably too many websites to mention, Felicia, but I will write them down and send them to you so that you can incorporate them into the website for students to read in future. All right. Well, great. I appreciate that. So Patty, do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share with us today? Well, I think I would probably summarize a lot of what we were saying today by just reiterating, you know, many recruiters and folks coming out of school looking for a career in recruiting don't realize just how critical they are in organizations in really making an impact on the outcome of a company's success. If you're coming out of school and you're thinking that recruiting might be a second choice if you can't find that job in marketing or in perhaps another area if you were a business major and you're really searching hard for a job right now, I really encourage folks who are dynamic and creative and who want to use their strategic thinking you know, to consider lending their talent to the recruiting profession because there is plenty of room for innovation and to make an impact in this field. And it can be an incredibly satisfying career that can lead to many phenomenal opportunities. You know, I was fortunate, Felicia, to learn this craft in the heart of Silicon Valley where innovation is not only appreciated but required. And, right. and there's never been, as I mentioned before, there's never been a traditional major that focuses on recruiting, and I do find that a shame. But 
there are many recruiting resources that are available to folks who are interested in taking on the career. And for someone who is really looking to make an impact on a business and to learn about business and people, this is a fabulous opportunity where your success will be greatly rewarded on many levels. Well, you know, one of the things that I have to tell you is, one of the things that I appreciate doing this particular series is I just keep meeting people who love what they do. And again, I'm talking to you. You can hear your enthusiasm for the field and the career. And I definitely know that whoever, the students that might be listening to this now and in the future, will have learned quite a bit about the recruiting profession. So again, this is Felicia Gopal from College Funding Resource with the Career 100 podcast. Thank you very much for listening today and please come back and listen for the next episode of the Career 100 podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's edition of the Career 100 podcast. We hope you'll join us again for our next podcast where we'll continue to interview experts in the top 100 careers for 2011, giving you the insider's view of their chosen profession. If you'd like more information about planning and saving for college and to instantly download your free copy of College Funding Resources Report, Five Strategies That Parents Need to Start Using Today to Cut Their College Costs Tomorrow, visit www.collegefundingresource.com. That's www.collegefundingresource.com. This is Kathy Davis for the Career 100 Podcast.